everything you need for a brand new day. Cliffo and Kate for it's breakfast. Thursday, Cliffo and Kate podcast. And Kate, while we may be sitting here in Studio One, Blue Block on Woolcock, to be honest, my spirit animal is at that side of my body. <laughs> I'm sitting on a beach, Kuda in Bali. I got a bintang in hand. Thongs are kicked off, toes are in the sand uh, because barley flights from Townsville could actually be a thing again. Yeah, they could be back. Our friend AB from the Rush Hour gives us all the insider goss. She's had a, um, a, 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 she was on a flight, basically a, a flight attendant, might have dropped a little bit too much information. Yes. Uh, your favourite today on the podcast? My favourite was good, new, good News Thursday, Cliffo. I love yeah. this segment. Just um, people from North Queensland, you guys have been sharing with us your just your good news stories, great stuff that's been happening in your backyard. Another Good News Thursday coming up thanks to our mates at Pizza Hut on the Cliffo and Kate podcast. Triple M, back to school with Cliff Owen Kate. Yeah, we're heading back to school and we're heading to Kelso State School. On the line with us this morning, we have the principal, Daryl Saad. Good morning, principal. G'day, Kate. How you doing? Good. Mate, I'm really great. I feel I- like we should be calling you Mr. Saad. <laughs> Mr. Saad. <laughs> No, don't do that. You sure, Daryl? <laughs> yeah, all good. Okay. Phone, no problem. All right, Kate set the precedent that it's Daryl. We'll go with Daryl. I always feel I always get a bit nervous when I'm talking to principals, Daryl. I sort of revert back to you know twelve year old Kate. So. Um, it's all good, Kate. We're, we're so excited to be joining you at Kelso State School. Tell us a bit about your wonderful primary school. Hey, look, we're really excited to have both of you guys and the team coming out. Look, our school's pretty diverse. We've got uh, a large percentage of First Nations students, students with a disability, and a uh, community hub to support our community as well. We've got some really dedicated teachers to make a really inclusive environment. So it's a really sort of a humming place as schools are, you know, like everything. There's always some challenges that pop up around the way, but we're really proud about our work in in terms of making sure that the right adjustments are made for all the students so that they can access the curriculum and succeed. 345 students from preppies through to grade six. What's the Kelso State School mission or what are you guys, is there a particular focus of the school? What are you guys uh, working on or working to achieve at the moment, Daryl? Look, 100%, Cliff, a great question. Inclusivity. I mean, our school is very much about being welcoming, including everybody and from all backgrounds and all abilities. I've seen some social media posts, Daryl. I'm gathering that the kids, the teachers, the parents of Kelso State School, they're pretty pumped and excited that we'll be joining you guys tomorrow. Am I correct in that assumption? Oh, look, 100%, Kate. Everyone is really, really thrilled to have you guys coming out. They're looking forward to some donuts and some coffee, but they're most looking forward to a really intense handball competition so they can uh, demonstrate their skills. Well, $1,000 <laughs> on the line if your kids can beat our uh, Townsville Fire players who are going to rock up the day after a game too, which is Good for them. huge for them. Um, Daryl, we'll be there in the morning to fill the kids up with sugar, then leave by 9am so you can deal with them for the rest of the day. Our principal of Kelso State School, Daryl Sard. We'll see you in the morning, mate. Looking forward to it. Oh, look, you legends. We're looking forward to it too, and we hope you have a really good time. Be great. Cliffo and Kate with the good, good, good news. I was off last week. I missed this. Um, so much of the news that we watch, and not even news that we watch, mm. these days with social media and internet and the amount of messaging that just exists in life, so much of the news is bad news. This is where we just put 15 minutes aside and we go, nah, sorry, mm. bad news free space. Um, and on 133353, we want your good news. 
Pizza Hut heard this and have jumped on board with a $50 voucher. Clever. So everyone who rings through with uh, just a simple little piece of good news from their world is in the draw to win 50 bucks. Uh, this is what you and I got last time we did Good News Thursday, Kate. I got offered a full-time job. Oh, Jenny! Well done. I've just become a nanny. Oh, Jenny! That, oh, I just got goosebumps. Is this your first grandchild, is it? Is it's a little boy and he's goddamn beautiful. My 16 year old daughter got a pro diligence award at school for her marks. Last year she was a D student, now she goes up to an A. Just really wholesome news, Cliffo. It doesn't have to be bulletin worthy or anything like that. Just good stuff happening in your life. My good news from today is that my son, Bo, after two weeks of, of being at home, um, unwell, he's had two surgeries, he's been in hospital twice. He started back at school on Monday and boy, was he and mum and dad very wow. happy that he was back at school and back into his routine and seeing his buds. I know how tough it has been mm. for you guys. I know how tough it has been for Bo. Um, yeah, to have him back at school, that would 100% qualify as mm. your good news, Kate. It but, is. It's just, it, it's it's happy. It, it makes me happy. It's good news. And that's the kind of stories we want to hear. One triple three five three is our phone number. Give us a call right now. Um, generally with this, the smaller the better. So it hasn't mm. got to be big good news, just tiny little things from your world. Could be the grandchild thing like you just heard, yeah. the kid winning an award. Uh, what was the other one? Getting a, a job. job. I love that. Uh, one triple three five three. All good news callers in the draw for fifty bucks to spend at Pizza Hut. So free pizzas on the line as well. Lisa, thanks for calling us. One triple three five three. What's your good news? Oh, somebody relatively new at work was struggling. They asked for my advice. I gave it to them, and they followed through. And now they're getting the support they need to make it through. Oh, that's really nice. It was just sort of like emotional support that you gave them, Lisa. Uh, yeah, and practical, I think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but, like, what sort of industry do you <laughs> work in? Lot. Not a lot. <laughs> well, can you tell no us what, way. is it, like, office administration or something or? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. That's good, Lisa. Lisa. that's really important. If someone's new into a workplace, sometimes having that help and support helps them get through. Good for you. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. One triple three five three. Dan's next. Dan, keen to hear it. What's your good news? Hey, guys. Um. I grew up on the back of my father's motorbike and uh, getting a license is a very, very expensive and long process, but mm. I finally have begun that process. Great stuff, buddy. This. So does this mean that you'll be converting uh, the mail delivery service to a motorbike delivery service? <laughs> that would be a dream come true, to be honest. <laughs> How long does it take to get a license, mate? Uh, so you have to spend $500 to do your two-day pre learner course. Uh, you have to have your learners for three months and then you have to spend another $350 to get your uh, restricted license for a full year. Then you've got to buy a motorbike and then you've got to spend thousands of dollars on the equipment. It's really expensive, but it's it's been something I've been very passionate about for a very long time. And I finally saved enough money to, to go for it. Postman Dan got the funds to maybe get that motorbike license. Congrats, mate. And we look forward to, yeah, the mail being delivered, not in a van anymore, but uh, maybe thrown out the side of a... Kawasaki. I was going to say a Harley Davidson. Let's go all the way, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, mate. All right, one triple three five three. I think that might be it for now. We've got producer back with the names in a hat. Who's winning the 50 bucks worth of Pizza Hut today, mate? The winner is Postman Dan. Postman Dan. Dan, pizza's coming your way, brother. Hey, beauty, thank you so much. Mate, so what, see you at your place tomorrow night for some Pizza Hut? 
Absolutely my share. Yeah. Right. Dan will come pick you up on the bike. <laughs> Round six. <laughs> Triple M's pressure test. Ten questions. Sixty seconds. And a grand in the hand. 60 seconds could mean an extra grand in your bank account. It's a Cliff Funkate's pressure test. Uh, Chantel playing today. And Chantel, pretty good chance we might meet one of your kids tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. She goes to Kelso. Is she excited to be having us at her school tomorrow, Chantel? Yeah, I think so. She is pretty excited. Now, you also work at uh, quite the Townsville Institution, one of my favourite uh, sandwich shops. Yeah. White's, White's Corner Store. store. Yeah. <laughs> you guys been busy this week with back to school as well? Yeah, we're always busy. Good all to hear. Mate. Great sandwiches, great pies. Love it all. We're open to endorsements. Whites, <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, we're open to that. Uh, Chantel, let's have a crack at the pressure test. Ten questions, 60 seconds. Get them all right. It's a grand in the hand. Pass if you need. No help from the background. 60 seconds on the clock. You good to go? Yeah, good to go. Good luck, Chantel. Your time begins now. Who was Australia's first Prime Minister? What company manufactures Freddo frogs? Cadbury. What is the name of the warthog in The Lion King? Pumba. What animal is on the Porsche logo? A horse. Online, what does LOL stand for? Laugh out loud. What pool on the Strand recently had a multi-million dollar renovation? Chabrook. Which Australian band has a friend called Dorothy the Dinosaur? Wiggles. Where are the 2024 Olympics being held? Pass. What kind of word is an adjective? Describe word. In a a game of chess, what colour makes the first move? White. Who was the first Australian Prime Minister? Edmund Barton. What? Where are the 2024 Olympics being held? Paris. Go around the room. That's a thumbs up from me. I get a thumbs up. Cliffo looks like he's given me a thumbs up. Uh, let's go to Rebecca Lambert for the final decision. It's a thumbs up for me. Thumbs up, thumbs Congratulations. You have just won the pressure test. And with two passes, um, we came back to them. Yes, Edmund Barton was the first Prime Minister of Australia. And, yeah, the Olympics this year being held in Paris. That's politics. Wow, what good use of time as well. Congratulations, Chantel. That was so well played. You passed on a couple. You came back to them. What are you going to spend $1,000 on? To be honest, I have no idea yet. Don't know. I reckon. Probably would you, pay some bills, yeah. up or something. You got one kid at Kelso, two others in high school, are they? Or oh, one in high school, one in primary, and one in kindy. Don't yeah, give them okay. a share of it. Keep it all for yourself. <laughs> take take it to yourself. Go get your hair and your nails done. Treat yourself yeah. because you just got I ten reckon. out of ten. First yeah, person to win you. it, too. It's only taken oh, six weeks. <laughs> we got there. Chantel, such a deserving winner. Thank you so much. And thank you to our mates at Carmichael Ford paying for it. Our first pressure test winner, Chantel, a grand in the hand for getting those 10 questions in 60 seconds. Right, we'll do it again Monday morning on Townsville's Triple M.
about six weeks old now as a show. I think us still getting to know each other, Kate, and getting to know our audience. Mm. Um, but there was something that you shared about your life, something very personal the other day, and I think it's had more feedback than anything we've done in our six weeks on air together. Yeah, it has. I mentioned on air a couple of weeks ago that I went through IVF with our second child and from that IVF we got our beautiful daughter, Stevie. We had a successful transfer with Monash IVF and they were absolutely fantastic through this process. And I sort of hadn't thought about it for a little while because Stevie's coming up to two years old now until I got an invoice in the mail again reminding me that I needed to pay some storage fees for my embryos. So I have, I think it's three or four embryos sitting down in a freezer in Rockhampton. And the wonderful Judith Applegarth from Monash IVF is actually based in Townsville. She is the clinic manager for Townsville and Rocky, has come in this morning and offered a bit of a chat to, to, I guess, to talk about this subject. Judith, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks very much for having me. Now, I look, when I received this invoice, part of me was like, oh my gosh, I, I need to pay this. And then another part of me went, okay, Kate, it's maybe time to make a decision now. It had been two years. So I made a call to Monash and firstly said, sorry, I haven't paid the bill. I'm about to pay it. That has been paid. And I sort of said the question, what are my options? Can you talk me through what those options actually look like for me now that I have these embryos in storage? Absolutely. So you have several options. One is to keep them in storage and keep paying your storage invoice every six months to give yourself some time to decide because some people aren't ready straight away to to make a decision. We can also... provide some support for you, either with the nursing team or your clinician, your, that's your IVF doctor, or even our counsellors can help you in that decision-making process. The actual options with those embryos, as I said, keep them in storage. Alternatively, you may consider donating them to either um, somebody you know, so that's a known donation, or even donating them to our um altruistic or clinic recruited embryo donation program. There's lots of people out there that need embryos and Mm. just don't have that access. So, um, and then the final option some people choose is to not keep them in storage and we dispose of them, but we, we do that. Obviously they are allowed, um, we keep them on the bench for a period. And what's really nice about that is many people do choose the option to actually come to us, collect those straws of embryos and, and do something nice with them. You talked about maybe turning them into jewelry. Mm. Some people will take them home and, you know, plant them under a pot plant. So they've always got them with them. Judy, when we first spoke about this, we got some calls through straight away, one triple three five three. if anyone ever wants to join the show. There was some social media feedback, and a lot of it was quite blunt and quite direct. Um, some of it aimed at Kate, like, you should just do this, you should just do that. But it seems to me like it's not a black and white thing. Everyone's choice is a personal choice, and it can be quite an emotional choice that you have to make. Absolutely. Very personal, very emotional, very dependent on your life, your circumstances. And do you want more children? Do you not want more children? Mm. Some people unintentionally end up with perhaps more embryos than they may need. So you do need to explore those options. And and that's what we're there for. The team, as you said, very supportive, happy to talk to people anytime. So we've finished our family. So very lucky. I'm a bit of an old bag now, Judith. (laughs) I've just turned 41. So Matthew and I are very, very happy with the family that we have made together. Um, So I don't want to have any children. And I I guess for me, it's to decide what to do now. If I was to donate my embryos to that 
program. Is it anonymous? If a couple sitting in, uh, I don't know, Perth were to get um, our embryo, could I know who they are? Do I need to know who they are? Is there some sort of confidentiality there or how does that work? So you don't need to know and you generally won't know. However, any children born from that donation have the right to identify the, the, their genetic owners, right. uh, their genetic makeup when they turn 18. Okay, so if I was to do that, when that if, if it was to eventuate into a pregnancy, because let's be honest, not all embryos do eventuate into pregnancies. Anyone that's been through IVF knows that it's it's a bit of a numbers game though sometimes, isn't it? Absolutely. So if I was if there was a baby to be born out of that in eighteen years' time, that person no has has the right yes. to come and find myself and Matthew to know mm. who their genetic parents are. Yeah. You can certainly ask, has a pregnancy related from those donations? Right. So you can get that information. Okay, and you can also, I believe, get the gender, um, and you know if there's still embryos in storage, so you can get that sort of info, but not as to where they went to, who they went to, but definitely the children have that right. So, Judy, you mentioned before counselling, and I mentioned it is such a personal thing. I mean, obviously there are some mandates, and and by the sounds of what you're saying, there's someone there to hold your hand through the, the different steps that you may have to take. That's right. So we have a great team of people, nurses, doctors. Um, we even have a specific donor team that will support you all through that journey if you do decide. And if you if you did or anyone decided to donate embryos altruistically, so that means, you know, of their own free will, there's no payment allowed, um, then the re- what you would do would be um, supportive counselling and also some mandated counselling in relation to the implications of donating those embryos to somebody else and then also some additional blood testing and other testing. Got it. Judy, this has been a really informative chat. It's really helped me answer some of the questions that I had about the embryos. I I genuinely really appreciate you coming in this morning and, and helping and having this conversation with us. You're most welcome. It's nice to meet you both. And I would be happy to come back again if there's some other burning questions that your listeners have. And thank you for the pens with the sperm and the eggs <laughs> gobbling around in water. New favourite pen. They are absolutely fantastic. Judy, thank you for your time. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks. Triple M's pressure test. 10 questions, 60 seconds. And a grand in the hand. This is where we give you a free answer for Monday's pressure test. We don't contest on Fridays because we're heading back to school on Friday, Kate. Tomorrow we're at uh, Kelso State School. Uh, but Monday morning, free answer for after eight. Yes, I'm giving you question number one. And that question is a word that reads the same backwards as it does forwards oh. is called a what? Like dad is one of those. Yeah, mum is another one. Mm. Race car is another Oh, is it really race it car? Is. That's a long one. It is. I don't know. Reversible. It's called know. it's called a palindrome. A palindrome. A palindrome. Yes. So a word that reads the same backwards as it does forwards is a palindrome. Mum, dad, Anna, yeah. race car, taco cat. Oh, and I have a target. <laughs> Our cat is I named Target. Target reason because we love palindrome. <laughs> uh, that is the answer for free uh, for Monday's pressure test on Triple M. If you're thinking of getting yourself to Bali, good news. I've got on the line Annabelle Brett from the Rush Hour Queensland. AB, thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, team. Is it good news, AB? Is it a rumour? What is it? You're, you're in the bulletin, mate, so something's happening. If it sounds for bulletin, is quoting your name. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it was pretty small at the time, but I was just catching a flight 
from Townsville with Jetstar and we had this really friendly flight attendant and he was having a chat about all the different trips he was doing of the week saying that he goes to Bali all the time. And I was like, Oh, you know, wish we still had the Bali flights from Townsville. And he said to a bunch of us, it wasn't just to me and it wasn't secret. He was like, yeah, they're starting back up in like a month. So I jumped on the strategic, like the first lot to do it was a mob cord strategic. That was about 2012. Mm. I think I jumped on one of those. That's my first trip to Bali from Townsville. Loved it, AB. Um, my wife and I went with Jetstar as well too. And the thing was, the planes were always full. It wasn't a lack of interest that saw the dropping of the route. It was more like arguments between Townsville Airport and Qantas slash Jetstar themselves. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Like it was never a demand issue and definitely like if you've ever gotten one out of Cairns to Bali, they're chocolate block as well. Mm. Same with Brisbane, same with Sydney. So I think it was just waiting for the right time. But, yeah, he was very adamant. I said, you know, like, are you sure I'm going to tell people on my radio show? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, no, it's 100% happening. So he said they're starting next month, AB. In the next month or so. Wow. And Archie Million from our newsroom, who, you know, both Kate and I and uh, you are close with as well, AB, he's actually contacted Jetstar. Um, what did Archie get back? So they basically said, we don't have any announcements to make at the moment, right. but we're always changing our routes and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, look, it could maybe be not true, but he just, this guy was really convinced and he was saying it really publicly and the other flight attendant on the flight was like, yeah. Wow. wow. This is going to be really popular amongst Townsvillians though, isn't it, AB? Massively. I mean, Bali's like the number one tourism destination for Australians. So it, it sucks. Like obviously we want people to travel locally, but it can be expensive. And after we haven't been able to travel locally for so long, people mm. are kind of craving it. I'm thinking a triple M breakfast slash yes. rush hour junket. Uh, maybe some live broadcasts um, on the beach in Cuda. Um, Elliot and I will drink your <laughs> bintangs, AB. Obviously, you're pregnant at the moment, so we're ha- happy to hold up that end of the deal for you, mate. <laughs> that is very kind of you. I think it's the least jet style could do. We've given them so much publicity yeah, for right. this. Uh, AB and Elliot, the rush hour, it's back to Sarvold 4, just after Marty Sheargold on Triple M. AB, let's hope it comes to fruition. Thanks for your time Touch this wood. morning, mate. Thanks, guys. It's Triple M Breakfast.